Real Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All Around Joe Podcast, we just finished up the CrossFit Open. Now it's time to get to work. Assuming that you aren't one of those few people that made it to regionals on a team or as an individual, which the majority of us didn't quite make that cut, but that may not mean that we don't want to at some time or may not mean that we don't want to continue to get better. And I have exactly what you should be focusing on for the next year in order to get yourself at least moving in the right direction. And a lot of times it's not what you would think, but I've worked with so many athletes at this point that I can identify the difference between the people that continuously get better from month to month and year to year versus the people that don't really have a plan and don't really get all that much better. Or they might train and follow a high-end program, but it's not specific to them. So the things that they really need to work on, the big glaring holes in their program or in their fitness levels or in their movement patterns don't ever really get addressed enough for them to move on to the next level and really be a well-rounded, fully competent athlete. So that's what we're going to cover in this podcast. Before we hop right into all of this fantastic information that I'm going to share with you today, I want to make sure and talk about my partners because they're what helped me to keep this program going. The first partner that I'm going to talk about is the Whoopstrap at whoop.com. The Whoopstrap is an always-on activity tracker that I have on my wrist right now that stays on 24-7 and gives me a score letting me know each day how hard or how I should take that score into account with my training. For example, if I get a red score, then I'm probably gonna do some active recovery and not really do much. And for someone like me, who always wants to train as hard as possible, this has been invaluable because I don't just keep running myself into the ground like I know that I can and training you know, two, three times a day like I would like to, but it tells me or helps me helps to tell me that some days I'm better off not doing anything and my body's gonna rest and recover and come back stronger on those days. We have to understand, even though it's really fun to train and it feels good and it feels like we've accomplished something when we do train, something like the whoop will tell us when we need to take our days off or when we need to dial it back a little bit because our body is actually improving when we are not training. We create the stimulus with training and then we need to go through the recovery and rebuild phases in order to actually get better. It seems like people are training all the time these days and something like the whoop strap can help us to understand if we should actually be training that much volume or if we should dial it back and our body is going to actually get more improvement from training less often. If you'd like to pick yourself up a whoop strap at whoop.com, you can use the code ALLAROUNDJOE to get yourself 50 bucks off. I'm using the whoop strap. Pretty much all of my training partners are using the whoop strap, so I highly recommend it. The other thing that you can use to increase or completely optimize your system and your body is Inside Tracker. Now, Inside Tracker is a blood testing company. You go in and you get a really quick blood test where they test all kinds of stuff and then they correlate your results with scientific journal evidence on how you should change your diet, your supplementation, your lifestyle. This is like the coolest thing that I've done in the last 10 years. 
because I cannot predict, even though I take so many notes and keep track of so many things and think about all this stuff so often, I cannot keep track or I cannot predict what my body actually needs. We just cannot be that in tune with like, all right, I ate the steak and that's what's making me feel good versus like the meal that I had before is actually what made me feel good. And what I found out is in that from that steak example is that I was eating way too much red meat and I was actually poisoning myself with iron. Even though I felt great, like I thought I felt great, but in the first month after doing Inside Tracker and making the adjustments, I actually ate more carbohydrates, less steak, <laughs> less fat, more carbohydrates, um, but my calories either stayed the same or went up and I lost about 10 pounds of body fat, got really lean and my energy went up. So. Energy went up, got leaner, stayed just as strong as I was before, and guess what? When you lose 10 pounds, your gymnastics actually gets a lot easier and your running gets a lot easier. So that's what I found with Inside Tracker, and that's why I've been using them for the last couple of years, and I get retested about every four to six months. They are awesome. I recommend it to everybody. And you can find my Inside Tracker page at allaroundjoe.com slash inside tracker. And if you want to get yourself a discount, you can use the code allaroundjoe. So if, any question, if you have any questions about those guys, let me know. I'm happy to answer questions about either of them. Now let's get into CrossFit Open is over. Time to get to work. And a lot of you, I know me especially, I'm just like super motivated when the CrossFit Open is over and you're like thinking about, wow, if I just would have been able to get five more reps or if I was just like 30 seconds faster on that workout, it would have bumped me up like significantly, like it makes a huge difference. The smallest increments in this sport make huge differences. And just the difference between you feeling good or eating the right food the day before you train or whatever can make these huge differences. And imagine if you're just totally prepared going into it, you can do awesome in this CrossFit Open competition. So get excited, get pumped for what's to come. And I'm going to show you or talk to you about exactly what I do and what I do with my Get Better Project athletes in order to help them to continue getting better and what you really need to focus on. Because I would guess that the majority of you listening to this podcast that are CrossFit athletes are following some sort of a program, but it's not a program that's specifically written for you. And therein lies the issue. And it's not that you're necessarily going to go out and hire someone to write a program specifically for you because... It would cost a lot. If you wanted to hire me to write a program specifically for you, um, that would be a lot of time and energy. And maybe some of you guys can afford it. And you should contact you know, some of these big high-end training programs if that's what you would like to do, if you have the ability to afford it. Because I think that would be the absolute best thing in the ideal world. It's just going to be a lot of money because it's going to take a lot of time and energy for that coach to really get to know you and to write that program specifically for you. But it's although that's the best, we can still supplement some of these things and still have you get fantastic results just by focusing on what you need to focus on. But first thing I want you to do is take a second to reflect, okay, what happened in the last year, what happened in the CrossFit Open. Um, you know, journal about it, write about it. I highly recommend putting things down on paper with like how you're feeling and how you felt about it and what you thought you could improve upon and what how you wish it would have gone different or whatever. You know, meditate on it, think about it, go for a long walk or a hike. Really just give yourself that time. A lot of a lot 
of times in our society, we don't give ourselves time to really stop and think and meditate and let things settle in. We just are like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Let's get going. And we need to take that time. It's really important. Even if it's only like a, a few minutes, you know, sit down for 15 minutes and journal about it, go for a quick walk, think about it, and then come back. Come back to this, okay? Then we can start thinking about the plan. Now, what's the plan going to be? I want you to think about this from like a, a, a large time frame. So like the whole next year, <laughs> we think about one year at a time is huge. This, this, you know, with our society and what we're doing. So think about the whole next year and how you're going to pr prioritize your getting better or your getting better project, okay? An example would be like, all right, I know that I did not do all that well in the uh, the clean portion, so I need to get stronger at the clean. So I'm going to focus on strength for the next six months, and that's going to be my main focus because that was the thing that I did the absolute worst on. I need to get that clean up over 300 pounds so that I can actually be semi-competitive in that component. And you could go and look at the scores and see like what you need to potentially be hitting on a workout like that in order to have it be where you need to be, which is really cool. You can go and see, all right, I needed to hit 315 on my clean, so I'm gonna focus for the next six or even nine months on really improving the strength around that. And you know, when you're trying to improve something like the clean, it's not just like doing a bunch of cleans, but you're gonna do a general strength as well as cleaning a lot, right? So you're gonna do a lot of squats, a lot of deadlifts, a lot of cleans, a lot of pulls, you know, all kinds of that stuff. And you can even find a supplemental program that will talk about how to do that. You know, think about three months before the open. Do you, did you need to focus more on cardiovascular training or endurance in order to have a bigger engine leading into that? Or do you need more general? Do you need to be doing that all year round? You're the type of person you hit a 350 clean, um, but everything else, that burpee part was really hard before it. So maybe you need to be just doing like a lot of LSD training for the next year. And something to think about is if, if there's somebody that's training endurance, so like long distance endurance, they might be working at it for like a year. They might have a year long program leading into, you know, an Ironman. Or if they've been doing a lot of them or they have a really good base, they're going to probably do at least a six month program leading into that race. So you should be thinking about it in a similar way. If somebody's going to peak for their endurance, how are you going to incorporate things like that into your training if you want to peak for something like the CrossFit Open based off of what you need to improve upon? So you're thinking about what would make the difference, right? Is it cardio endurance? Which areas is that, right? It could be that cardio endurance for our sport could be like the 20 minutes, which was the longest one that we've had, so or longest workout that we had the 20 minute workout was or 20 minutes ish is going to be the workout is the longest but it was very cardiovascular right you had to keep on moving the whole time you couldn't let your heart rate get too high and then the shorter ones you know could be down to like the four minutes right let's say <clears throat> excuse me you did the burpees and you want to do those in about four minutes right that's not all that much over what like your glycolytic system is going to be doing. So is it over? Absolutely. But you're going to be really tapping into that shorter term endurance, the higher intensity stuff. So you need to figure out, does your body need to have a much more effective glycogen store system? Or you've got that, you're good, you need to have more 
of an oxygen amp system. So you need to be able to do the 20 minutes and really ramp that up, you know, which would be something like, you know, your 5K time running might be really something that you'd focus on for that. So what areas do you really want to think or get better in? And then focusing on those particular areas and thinking about the designing your training around that strength, right? Was it strength as a whole? Did you have any specific strength? You know, did you feel like you were strong during all of the movement patterns? Um, but it was like the clean, like we mentioned before, specifically that you need strength in or like you're really strong in, in pull-ups, but you need, you know, your muscle-up technique wasn't as good, so you need to have specific technique things for that. And it could go down to, you know, the strength, the barbell work, the gymnastics, and then the specifics. Like, is it just that you need the repetitions, that you need to practice the patterns, or is it that you just need general amounts of strength to add muscle, add strength, so that you can, you know, pull yourself up over the rings in, like, for one rep? You know, is it the one rep? Is it the 10 reps? Is it the 12 reps? Is it the 15 reps? What range do you have to get into, right? So if we're talking specifically specifically about a muscle-up, for example, that one rep might be really hard for you to get, but once you have the strength to do the one rep, then it would have been really cool if you had the strength and endurance and technique in order to do the 12 reps in a row. So imagine that your tech, in that set of 12, you have to have really darn good technique in order to be able to maintain that particular position for that long. So technique, endurance, and strength all are gonna come into play there, right? Because if you can't breathe through it, you're gonna have to come down. If your technique isn't excellent, then it's gonna make it harder on your body, so you're probably not gonna be able to breathe through it, you're gonna run out of muscle glycogen, and you're gonna have to come down. And if you don't have just the general strength to be able to pull yourself into those positions or hold those positions that you need to be in, then you're going to have to come down. So there's all these three things that come into play and you need to pinpoint which things or a couple of things that you need to be able to work on in order to improve. Next up, how often should you be practicing? Now, I remember when I first was getting better at CrossFit and I was trying to get my chest-to-bar pull-ups and chest-to-bar pull-ups were a big struggle for me for a long time. And the issue that I was running into was that I just didn't have the technique down. I had the strength, but not the technique. And I was told to try and practice these every single day in order to get the technique down. But what was happening is because the person told me to practice every single day and I didn't, my shoulders started getting really, really grumpy with me. And I could not continue to practice because I would do it, I think I made it for like a couple of weeks. And then my shoulders just got so painful that I couldn't do any pull-ups at all. So I had to lay off of them. So my approach to this is that I would like to see anybody who's trying to improve any of these things to do them about three times a week, okay? Because in a typical program, if you're following like a CrossFit Invictus or a Misfits or a Comp Train, you're probably doing stuff one to two times a week, maybe. So you have to take that into account. So a total of three times per week, including these other trainings. But let's use muscle-ups for as an example, because a lot of people like muscle-ups and they want to get their muscle-ups, and it's like this shiny object thing for the CrossFit athlete. So let's say that you have typically like one time per week that some when your program's gonna program the muscle up so you get to work on it at that particular time in the workout. But then I want you to add two other times per week that you're gonna also practice it. Now 
the way that you can do that is like you start off on Monday, maybe you practice it on Monday, then it shows up in your workout on Tuesday, then you practice it again on like Friday. Sometimes you're going to end up doing it back to back because you can't predict the programming a lot of times. They won't give you more than one day at a time, and that's fine. You know, if it comes up in the program on a Monday, then you would wait until Wednesday to do it, and then you do it again on Friday or Saturday. That would be great. Um, but sometimes you're just going to have to do it two days in a row and that's okay because you practice it. Or if you feel like you're totally beat up and you over practice a little bit, let's say on a Monday and it shows up on Tuesday, just sub something else in. Then you do your own practice on, let's say Wednesday or Thursday and then Friday or Saturday. So you're going to not only be training and practicing these particular techniques or things more often, but you're going to be really cognizant of not overtraining those particular patterns because although it would be really nice to be able to practice them every single day, our bodies a lot of times cannot hold up to that. Like for example, if you need to improve your snatch, it's not going to do you any good to just do snatches every single day. You're going to probably want to do a one to probably two days of heavier-ish snatch and snatch technique, but you could grab a PVC pipe and work on it for you know, third, fourth, even a fifth day, but you're not gonna be doing that with the heavy weight that's gonna break down your tissue. You're gonna be doing it with a lighter weight, just practicing the patterns. And a lot of times as well, it's gonna be important to be doing other things than doing, like I said, this specific training with the heavy weight or the hard thing. And as an example, you can do visualization training, which will count, so like, I use something called Copy Me from Ecos, I-K-K-O-S, and I even have a program over at uh, Ecos that it, you basically do the visualization training and you do it in slow motion. So you find somebody that has a great pattern that you want to follow and then you put on these, well, you watch your phone and if you have 3D glasses or goggles or, uh, you know, one of those those units that you put on your face, it looks kind of funny. You put just so that it blacks out everything else and you're completely focused. You put those on and you watch the video for about 30 times and then you practice it in slow motion and you start moving faster. But you never usually get into the heavy weight, but you're creating these patterns that have been scientifically proven through the visualization training. So that is definitely a training day right there. You could be doing any of these things that are actually non-breaking down your body that will continue and will count as training days. But it's about the consistency, okay? It's definitely about the consistency. So your goal is going to be to write out a three-day-per-week program that includes the training that you're already doing, and you're going to try and do it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be heavyweight. It can just be some sort of practice that you're doing in order to have done that particular movement pattern three times per week. For the strength, it's a little bit different because you're going to want to follow a particular strength program. So that's when it comes into play that it would be really nice that the actual programming that you're following is going to be very strength based for the next six months if that's where your need is. So you would probably look at the the bias between the different programs. I know CrossFit Invictus tends to have a very heavy bias on getting you really strong. So if you're looking for just general strength, 
Um, and they have also a lot of good technique stuff in there, but general strength. And they have some specific programs, so you could contact them about what programs would be right for you based off of your needs, and then buy into those particular programs. And that's what I would recommend doing, or having somebody write the whole program for you for the next six months based off of what your needs are. Um, <clears throat> but... The strength, like I said, is going to be a little bit different than doing things like the gymnastics training um, or even like getting your snatch technique. You're just going to want to make sure that you're doing those things on your own in combination to the program that you already have. And a lot of times these people are people are thinking that their program is going to be right for them. So they're super stoked. They get in after the open and they're really hyped on training. And what needs to happen is they need to be focusing on the particular holes that they have. And that's what we're talking about here is that adding those particular holes. And I know that with my athletes, one thing that I'll do is I'll have something where we'll meet a week or two after the open and we'll go over what we think the major holes are and we'll put in the program that we think needs to happen. Now, the path to success is to find a coach like that or a program that can write those particular things out for you. Like I said, there's specific strength programs that are going to be different because you don't want to just add a strength program on top of what you're already doing usually. A lot of times that's going to be too much volume or it's not going to be predictable enough to have it be effective because you might be, let's say, doing heavy back squats on a Monday for your strength program and then the strength program or then the the program that you're following for CrossFit has heavy back squats on Tuesday. It's probably not going to be effective for you. So it'd be, it's nice if they're going to work together or you're just going to follow the one that you know is going to be strength biased if that's what your particular need is. But you want to find the coach of the program that you're going to follow. And I highly recommend doing that as a path to success. So like, for example, the getbetterproject.com, we have uh, specific training courses for things like the muscle up right now, I'm writing some other ones, or I'm doing some video courses for other ones as follows, but let's say you need to do the muscle up. You can go and do the muscle up and you can add it into your particular program and it'll get you those two to three extra days a week that will allow you to have the drills and whatnot in order to get the improvements that you need. And you need to continue doing those all year long until you are so efficient that you need to move on to something else. Now, that's where the most important thing lies. The most important part of this lies in getting to the program and sticking with it, even when it doesn't seem fun anymore, because that's how you're going to improve. I know that you might be really jacked up right now to improve. The question is, how long is that jacked up feeling going to last? Probably not more than a few weeks, but the difference between you actually getting better from one year to the next or one month to the next month is going to be this consistency and working on these particular things, these drills month after month. And so that you can look back for the next open and, and be like, all right, I did it. You know, if I needed to get my muscle up or I needed a certain thing, in, you know, my handstand push up or whatever, you're like, I was working on that thing three times per week for the last year. And I can guarantee if you're doing that, you're going to get significantly better results. So plan it out, figure out what those things that are that are major holes in your program, set up a program so that you can work on them three times per week. Um, like I mentioned, the strength is a little bit different, but the technique ones are much easier because you're not going to be worried about overtraining them quite as much as doing way too much strength training. And then follow the plan. And that's going to be the most important part when you don't feel like doing it do it anyway. You need to make this a habit that you're going to consistently do 
and you're gonna do it without ever really taking a break on it. If you're overtrained or whatever, sure, take a break. But if you need to be practicing your muscle up technique three times a week, make sure that you're practicing your muscle up technique three times a week, doing drills. It doesn't always have to be exciting. It doesn't always have to be pretty. It doesn't always have to be fun, and it's not gonna be. But if you want to really get better at it, you've gotta do these particular things that nobody else is doing or that the top athletes are doing so that you can get yourself really good at everything. So figure out what those holes are. If you need to ask somebody who's uh, seen you train a lot, ask them. And that's one of the benefits that we have over at my gym is we're always trying to get better, so we all have eyes on certain things that we know that each athlete needs to get better at. And then we talk about it and we put together the Get Better Project for that particular person in order to fill those holes and then figure out what the program is going to be added on to their additional or their regular programming so that they will stick with it. And a lot of times if you have an accountability partner, that would be very helpful so that when things don't get quite as good, you're checking in every one to three months and seeing how the progress has been and if things need to be adjusted. So that's what I would highly recommend. Find that buddy, find the accountability partner, put it in your calendar, make sure that you guys are checking in and doing it on a regular basis. And I guarantee that when the next year's open comes around, you're going to be ready to crush it. If you have any questions about anything that we've talked about here today, check out allaroundjoe.com slash 130 and put the questions in the comment section below so that everybody can see those. That would be fantastic. And I'm happy to answer any questions you might have about specific things that you think that you need to work on or if you need me to direct you to specific programs, I can do that as well. But just send them over to allaroundjoe.com slash 130 and that would be super helpful for me so that I can sift through those and get answers to you that are appropriate. Lastly, if you like any of my podcasts, this podcast or any of the other ones, getting reviews on iTunes is incredibly important to the success of the podcast. So if you could head over to allaroundjoe.com slash iTunes, that will shoot you to the iTunes account for this podcast and just hit on rate and review. Every five-star review that I get is incredibly beneficial to helping me to grow this podcast. So... I would really appreciate that. Let me know if you do give me a review, give you a high five, or maybe I'll send you a goodie in the mail and love you forever. So let me know if you guys ever need anything here for you. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Get to work, set up that plan, and let me know if you have questions. The All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. I will see you on the next podcast.